Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, listeners. This is Parenting as a Joke. I'm a demagnetized room key named Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, happy February vacation? I That doesn't even make sense. Why? Why are we celebrating a week off in February? Tell me, just to torture the parents? Oh, February, what is there to look forward to? I mean, there was Valentine's. How did that go for you? How was your kids' Valentine's? Did they do the little Valentine's in the classroom? Mine did. And you know what? Pretty good. I'll tell you. I, uh, I, was, I was a hit. How was I hit? Well, me and actually one of the engineers here at our studio where we record got on our phones and ordered Valentine's, plastic Valentine's toys and cards off of Amazon. I know. If I had a wood shop in my garage, I would make them, but I have neither of those things. So we ordered them on Amazon. I felt a little bad, but then they arrived and I said to my son, hey, I picked out some Valentines for you to give your classmates. Tell me if you like them. He said, they better not be embarrassing, mom. And then he looked at them and I will repeat the quote. He said, I told you they shouldn't be embarrassing, but I never said that they should be awesome. He loved them. So yeah, it was a hit. So guess what? Earth, zero. Mom, one. Sorry about the plastic, Earth. I'll make it up somehow. By having a child? <laughs> oh, nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> so our team is off from working this week because they are spending their child's February vacation with their family whether they like it or not. So we'll be back next week with new episodes. You can look forward to interviews with Caitlin Murray of Big Time Adulting. This week, we are rerunning one of our favorite episodes with the hilarious Zarna Garg. And she is killing it right now on tour with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And she has a new podcast called The Zarna Garg Family Podcast. But she was able to do a quick catch up with me right now to give us an update on how things are going in her world over the past year. So here it is, everybody. Zarna Garg. So Zarna, you've been on the road opening for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. That's right. How's it going? 
seems so amazing. Great. So great. I mean, their audience, you know, Tina and Amy, they try. They try. <laughs> it's really my show. You know, who are we kidding? <laughs> you know why it's great? Because it's our generation. Yes. It's that nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens, all the humor, all the music, all the references. We grew up with. Oh. That is a dream. And it's like a big collection of moms just like us. Oh, that's amazing. And so, but then, you know, just the way the tour schedule, I guess, happened to be, you're back in New York the day they close school. My luck. It's <laughs> amazing. So you also have a podcast with your family now. That is different from a year ago. Okay, you're all on mics. You're doing it out of your living room. You right. are guiding it, more or less, but it's group conversation. Have your kids revealed anything about themselves or their lives on that microphone that you had no idea about? Yeah, episode one. <laughs> episode one is uh, the talk about sex because I was like, why not do an episode about things that no one in our community does? Like, right. We don't talk to our kids about sex, even though we know we should and we read we should and everybody tells us we should. No one actually does it. So uh, I taped that episode and I really thought that my older kids will have like their experiences to share. Yeah. But it was my 11 year old who's like, I've kissed a girl. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, mom, I'm in middle school. Sort <laughs> of like, what do you not know? You know? And you're like, clearly a lot. Clearly, I don't know a lot. It was wild because my 20-year-old in college was like, what is he talking about? Even she was shocked. <laughs> but apparently it's a thing in middle school. So, And this happens in every episode. So has your role changed, you know, because mother, but now you are also the leader of this entertainment enterprise. Like, are you directing them? Ophira, I have this much energy, <laughs> this much in a day. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like a pinch. It's already a miracle that I can get five people in one place and we can say something to each other. It's like at that point, I'm just like, please don't say anything that will get me canceled. And that's it. I don't even care if they get canceled. I just don't want me to be destroyed over this. Honestly, it's as honest and off the cuff as yep. you can imagine. And people like that. Like, yeah. You know, this new generation of social media values authenticity over everything else. Right, because everything is so glossed and filtered and uh, edited and stuff. So it's like, it's. I totally agree. Now, do you still expect everyone to finish college, go through college, get really good jobs and good careers? Like, what if they just want to continue creating with you? No. <laughs> no. I, my daughter was an artist. She is an artist inside her heart. She's an incredible writer. She's also like paints and draws. I killed that. I was like, that will not happen under my watch. Get a proper job. So you're just like, I am. should be a cautionary tale to you. Yes. At all times. Exactly. I'm doing this so you know what not to do. <laughs> Uh, okay. Any any advice for parents out there who are like, I would like to create with my kid, but I don't know. Is that a good thing to do? Every family has to decide themselves. It is a lot of risk. It yeah. is like 
you're putting your kids out there you're putting your world out there and people hate on you for no reason that's what it is so you kind of have to teach your kids to deal with it it's very painful for my kids to read hateful things about me mm sure they don't mind it about themselves but when they read all this anger and vitriol directed at me it upsets them but my podcast has made it so millions of people in the world are now talking to their families yeah they're sitting around watching our episodes like tv shows and they're like asking their kids what do you know about sex or kids are asking their parents how much do they plan to be involved in their dating lives right and and i believe that that's serving some purpose it's still every parents call so i know a lot of parents think i'm too much and then there are parents who celebrate what i do but i personally like to operate with uh, a leap of faith yeah i want to believe that the world is a good place and people understand our intentions and and find the goodness in what we're doing some people might say too much you know what i say not enough not enough sarna <laughs> not enough but thank you so much i know that we uh, we stole you out of uh, whatever chaos of having <laughs> so many people at home yes. so um thank you so much have a great tour i'll be listening and watching awesome thank you okay. for having me okara bye see you later zarna bye guys zarna is so great and here is my interview with zarna enjoy my guest today i met originally actually i think in the virtual world but then uh, at the comedy clubs you know her probably from tiktok where her videos have over 100 million views and she's got a breakout comedy special called One in a Billion that just premiered on Amazon to rave reviews Zarnagarg. Hello. Hello. Namaste. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. So, you know, I usually start by asking my guests if they are comfortable sharing the names and ages of their kids because everyone has a different feeling on that. Yeah. But I know that your kids feature in some of your videos. you brought them on stage at the end of your amazon special so i'm assuming you're okay with it i am i am going to pimp everybody out <laughs> there, there is no holds barred here yes <laughs> so you have three kids three how kids. old are they? they i have a 20 year old daughter then i have the 17 year old son uh and then i have a little one an 11 year old who just finished 5th grade that is a lot of perspective you have on like different well i guess emotional states <laughs> No, the emotional state is pretty much consistent across the board as a parent it's desperation and despair. <laughs> I think after one or two kids it's all the same. I mean, you're going to live a life that's stressed out about other people's things. So what does it even matter? Does the 11-year-old really look up to his older brother and sister? On any given day it's different. Some days he looks up to them, some days he's like Why am I stuck with these two? Some days he's, you know, he's feeling brilliant and he thinks his siblings are stupid. The other days he thinks he's the stupid one in the family. It's like a roller coaster of emotions, you know, every day is a new thing. And everyone's done school right now, right? I I think so. I'm not completely sure. I'm so overdone trying to figure out other people's schedules. I'm so over it. So like, honestly, hard. Right? So I mean, as a mom, just kill me now. If one more kid needs ortho- orthodontics, my husband, like two weeks ago, he's like, I think I need to have my wisdom tooth removed. I said, not till 2025. <laughs> I cannot add one more thing on my calendar and another bill. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. 
So you were born in India, but then you moved to Ohio? Yes. Ohio. Yes. Of all places. Yes. That's, listen, that's how all the immigrants move. You find your one relative in America. <laughs> and then you go and move in. And you're like, you know what? I'm here. You know? <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And I lived with my sister for years and years. Where in Ohio? Akron, Ohio. Akron. Yeah. So, you know, when LeBron James calls himself the little kid from Akron, I'm like, I know. <laughs> Me too, sir. Me too. <laughs> How did you like Akron? How did it feel when you moved there? Oh, I loved it. I mean, people yeah. were so nice to me. Yeah. I mean, like my sister and her husband had been living there for years. They had a whole like community of people. I mean, it was very cold. Oh, yeah. I had come straight from India. I, I thought it was like really, really cold. And then I remember being warned about black ice. Don't walk oh, on yeah. black eyes. Don't drive on black. Yeah. And, and, and like I remember spending those early years. Like, Where is it? Where is it? And you can't see it. It's That's like, the whole point of black ice. That's right? why it's so dangerous. Also, the year that I came to America was the year. Guess who was in the news? Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. And guess where he lives? In Akron, Ohio. I was like... Oh my God, this is what people do in their big houses in America. Right. That's a bad intro to American culture. God had a sense of you. I'm telling you, I remember watching that first news and like thinking all these houses, this is what they do in the, never go to anybody's house ever. Don't step foot inside, you know, because, but, you know, because you come from a place like India, which is so densely packed, nobody has their own house. Like it's all apartment style, vertical living or, yes. or like you're literally out on the streets. Like almost nobody besides like the five richest families of India have their own house. So when yeah. you land in a place like Ohio and there's homes, homes, homes all over, you're like, wow, you know, what is going on here? And then you watch the news and they're like, he's, he, he's what? He's doing what in his basement? It, it, <laughs> it's wild. How old were you when you moved? 16. So you're living with your older sister and they're taking care of you to a certain yeah. extent because you don't, you don't know what you're doing. To every extent. I had nothing and I had nobody. My my mom passed suddenly and uh, my dad was like, you need to get married. It's a whole drama. I was like, I don't want to get married. That's how I ended up at my sister's house. And I had nothing. I was like, I, I literally was that relative who was like, I'm here. You know, that's it. And it's a very, you know, I hate to say it because I was the taker in this case, but it's a very Indian thing. Like when you have relatives and they just show up, they just literally show up with a bag. <laughs> right. Did you go to school in, mm -hmm. in Akron? University of Akron. I'm a proud alum. And then I went to law school at Case Western Reserve, which is an hour outside Akron in Cleveland. Did you practice law? Briefly. I did for a few years in the very beginning before uh, before I had kids. To be really honest, it wasn't the kids. The, the kids became the reason I quit law, but I was pretty bad at it. You know, <laughs> What kind of law were you doing? I was in civil litigation. I was just not scary enough for anybody. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Somehow, this is a problem in my life. Like, I remember writing legal motions and opposing counsel calling me and saying, this is the funniest motion we ever got. And I was like, did you read the part where I said I'm going to sue you? You should be scared. Wait, so you were already funny and you were writing funny stuff. You didn't know it? I had no idea. I mean... 
there's look civil litigation there's that's like dog bites hit and run oh my there's goodness. so many funny things you know you now that we i have what i know is a comedian's brain like there's so many things they're like did you really have to put a sweater on that dog like what you know i don't know i think this brain was already always a little like not working right and then in a legal situation it just highlighted everything all the random things that came to my head that now have become punchlines in my jokes right i think you mentioned that your mother unexpectedly uh passed away i read that your dad uh attempted to arrange a marriage for you yeah shortly right. after that you did not marry that person no i didn't want to i mean i was i was like not i was not even 15 in fairness 15 16 is kind of not so young to be married in the world that i come from but i grew up heavily influenced with american culture i grew up watching american tv i grew up watching you know reading the comic books i was like very much to my very indian dad like I don't think Archie and Betty and Veronica are getting married. Why do I have to get married? <laughs> and he promptly put me out on this. He's like, "Okay, you want to live that American life here in India? You on your own. You can't live at home." Got it. So that's why you're like, "I guess I'm moving." Yeah. I I mean, the thing is that I didn't oh, this all sounds neatly packaged now in hindsight. Sure. Back then, I didn't know what I was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. There was a lot of acrimony back and forth. and my sister kind of stepped in as a way to like be a buffer and uh, and she even though herself was arranged suddenly supported the idea that i didn't have to be if i didn't want to be that's amazing thank god for rich and smart relatives <laughs> <laughs> because not only did she understand she had the money to take me in so thank god for her you are married you do have kids so how did you find the person you ended up marrying and did you want to have kids I'll tell you about how I met my husband in a minute but the thing about being an Indian woman and I think this is true for a lot of cultures you don't really think about whether you want to have kids this generation today thinks about it mm-hmm. I'm yeah. of the generation that you just did that and then no questions after you did it it hit you like a ton of bricks how hard it was going to be <laughs> but by then it was too late Do you yeah. know what I mean? And especially if you come from India where everybody has kids and everybody's happy about their kids and all and then suddenly you're in America and you're trying to figure out like oh there are no servants here. <gasps> hmm. That's a problem. There are no relatives <laughs> here. Oh, oh there's another problem. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. don't know that until after you've done it. I didn't really think about it. I got married and I was like, you know, as soon as we can afford a kid, we'll have a kid. That was the criteria. Yeah. Can we afford the stuff? that the kids going to need uh, but i met my husband online in uh, 1997 i think one, i'm one of the earliest online dating stories even though i don't know was it dating was it trapping i'm not sure you know <laughs> <laughs> what was the site it was like a indian dating site that doesn't even exist anymore oh okay it was, it was like a primitive html like it looked like a newspaper ad online there were no photos very very basic but in 1997 It turns out that I was the only Indian woman speaking for myself in one of those platforms. Almost all the women were being spoken for by their relatives, whether their moms or their dads or their uncles or whatever. And because I had nobody, I had kind of put myself out there and was like, "I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. You know, I'm looking for blah blah." <laughs> yeah. Do not try to be my friend. At that point, I had been in America a few years. 
and you know the show friends was at its peak in 1997 mm-hmm. i remember it was like friends ever now to me that was the most horrifying show ever cuz no one ever got married i mean i felt all my dad's words come to life right oh, like, you this think, is they're wasting their life yeah you think america is so great do you know they do nothing they have no marriage they have no kids every day is like finding yourself finding yourself i was like oh my god he was right <laughs> he was right what am i going to do with myself um, <laughs> oh, he still is right. Finding yourself—that is so funny. Oh, the uh, the luxury. The funny thing is that Americans associate finding yourself with India, and that is the most yes. hilarious thing ever. You know, they go to India to find. I'm like, no one has found themselves in India. Like, no one, please, no. Right? They go for their yoga retreats and for yeah. spirituality and all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have pondered the question: Is American yoga cultural appropriation i feel like it's a war we lost it's beyond <laughs> culture i think i think at some point it might have been but like the indians just lost that war entirely because americans made it cool right indian yoga was freaking boring like you did it in your pajamas you just you kind of just laid there and laying there was the hardest pose they used to tell you oh lay flat that's the hardest pose okay all right you know we ended up taking a nap and we thought we did yoga. Yeah, that sounds like my kind of class. Right? And then the Americans got involved and they turned it into a blood sport. They were like, whoa, go, 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 hip hop, dog, cat, goat, you know, jump, high, you know, and the outfit. I mean, we, I tell yep. people, we gave the world yoga, but the Americans gave the world yoga pants. Absolutely. And, and which has done the world better? I don't know, but I live in a, in yoga pants. So I'm like, I think America owns yoga. It was just, we didn't know what we were doing with it. We were dumb about it. We, we were so boring with it. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. So what I think about the ages of your kids, so basically you have these two kids that are very close in age, and then you have uh, your youngest who is, you know, basically eight, nine years younger. Yeah. I'm the youngest of six. My older brothers and sisters always called me the mistake. Yes. My mother never completely corrected them on that one. (laughs) Uh, I like that. (laughs) uh, Did you have an idea of how many kids you wanted? Yeah, I think after we had two kids and we realized that we don't actually know anybody in America, we have no relatives here. It was like, if we want to have a family, we're going to have to literally create it ourselves. We don't have any cousins, grandparents, nothing here. My one sister holds it all together for us. And at that point, after having two kids, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had already pretty much reconciled to the idea that I'm not going to have any life of my own. So why not? We still took some time to have the third kid because we were like, we have to be able to afford it. Sure. I always thought, like, if you can't afford a new stroller... Maybe hit the pause button on the new kid. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the stroller was the, was the, the tip of the iceberg to come. <laughs> right, right. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I knew I was one and done, but um, you grew up with all these siblings, but you were like, no more. I just got pregnant, uh, and that is one lucky thing. I was like, I don't know if this would happen again. Age was not on my side. And also, it's the expense. I live in New yeah. York. Yeah. Uh, it is, and we'll get to this now, like, it is pretty hard meshing this world of doing a nighttime career and a traveling career with having small children. I don't even know how. I have so much respect. Oh, Lord. Like, I started when my kids were at least a little bit older. Even my youngest yeah. was in kindergarten. You know, I don't even know what they do. I'd leave bananas out and hope for the best. I mean, the parenting bar has dropped so low. I don't know if it can go much lower. Like, I'm just one level above the parents who like, you know, who take their kids to those beauty pageants and what I'm like a level above that. But it's, it's like right down there somewhere. Is it true that they convinced you, maybe it's your older kids since your youngest yeah, was yeah, in yeah. kindergarten when you started, your older kids convinced you to try stand-up? Yes, my daughter, right. So, you know, my house was a hangout for all my kids' friends because I was always home and I was always feeding everybody and that's a very Indian thing to do. And I was always also, I think it's a Jeffrey Dahmer hangover. I was like, you don't go <laughs> to their house, you bring them to our house. 
felt safer to me. You know, right. you bring because I couldn't tell whose house is going to allow guns and whose house is going to have like a snake for a pet a and like all these things. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Our house is so boring. There's nothing going on here. Like we just literally four walls and a kitchen. You bring them here. So the kids would all hang out at my house and we would have a, such a fun time because literally I would just yell at all of them for everything that they were doing. You know, I was like, why aren't you taking advanced math? Why aren't you doing this? And why are you wasting time on the school play? Like, you know, all the Indian mom things. And these kids always thought it was so funny. I was like, it's actually not meant to be funny. I'm being completely serious. Like, you do not need to be doing the high jump track, whatever they do. Like, just walk. Just walk. Yes. My kids had friends who were like skiers, racing yep. skiers. You know, racing yes. skiing is a thing. Like, I do freaking insane. Like when they explained it to me, I was like, call your mother right now. You know, what is going on? This sounds like child abuse to me. I don't know. But but people do it here. It's fine. So we used to like laugh a lot about all the things my kids are allowed to do and not allowed to do and what they should be doing. And that's how when my, I was thinking what to do, my kids were like, mom, you should just do comedy. You make everybody laugh. And I was like, I'm not trying to make them laugh. I'm trying to scare them. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> but as as we know from your law background, uh, this would be two for two. <laughs> and they basically dared me. What happened is that in the 16 years that I was home with them full time, I made them do everything they didn't want to do. It's like, you take this class, try this lesson. You should yeah. at least try it. So then when they had suggested comedy and I was like, this is not a job. And they're like, it's a job. People get paid. I'm like, they don't get paid. Which now we know no one's getting paid. <laughs> not uh, really. Not really. That <laughs> continues to be true. But they basically were like, oh, mom is too scared to try something new. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Turn I, turn the tables on you. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go to the thing and open mic. That's what I found out it was called. I'm going to go yeah. and then I'm going to tell them that I did it and how dumb their stupid idea was. And then we can all move on from this. And then that open mic ended up changing my life. It's crazy. I, I can't even understand what I did. So, you know, when you talk about your kids in your act, you, you make a, a lot of jokes about them, but you also talk about wanting them to go down a certain avenue in oh, terms yeah. of what they study, where they put their focus. Your daughter is going to a great college, but she is taking an artistic degree. Is no, that no, what I, I'm not going to allow it to the very end. No, 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 no. It is happening right now and it's an ongoing, I have not lost that war yet. You know, I use every current event that I can. Like right now, yeah. you know, the WGA strike is ongoing. I support the strikers. They should get whatever they want. But I send all the photos and news of the strike to my kids. And I'm like, you see what happens? You try to do artistic things. There ain't no Google engineer striking for a 2% raise. No. And it's so sad because I'm one of the WGA striking writers. But yep. I have to remind my kids, do you see any like oncologists trying to get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> and I do everything. I believe in fear so deeply that I will do everything to scare the living daylights out of my kids. Does anything work? My parents wanted me to have a real career. My mother would always say, why can't you get a job in computers? Yes, Ophira, exactly. I tell my daughter too. I'm like, learn the computer. Learn the computer. Oh, for God's sake, learn the computer. 
But I, I think if you're successful enough in being able to scare your kids, because I have failed there. <laughs> but if, if you're scary enough, then use all the data. Like today's kids love memes. You turn every meme into a scary meme. <laughs> I'm so bad. Like there's so many Indian movies about a boy and a girl falling in love and against their parents' wishes, like for whatever yep. reason. And then they get married and then one of the parents shoots the other kid. I have like a whole like wow. list of all these movies that I make my kids watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Brutal. And they're like, that will never happen to us. And you're like, this is us. And then my kids, of course, because they all like to like be logical and stuff. They're like, but you don't believe in guns. I'm like, okay, don't be so technical. I will find other ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think there's only one way to do this? Uh, just speaking about writing, you wrote a screenplay called yeah. Rearranged that won the Best Comedy Screenplay Award at the 2019 Austin Film Festival, and it's now being made into a movie. Is that correct? It was optioned, and yes. we were in the middle of the whole thing, and now yeah. due to the strike, everything is I like, we, we don't know what's going to happen. What yeah. I have learned in the little bit of time I've spent in this business is that you cannot sit there and wait for things to happen because you will lose your mind. So, but, you know, you did make a choice to put things within your control because you got on social media. Yeah. You got on TikTok. You make so many videos. I have no idea how you fit that in. Uh, what is the structure of your day? You know, meetings aside and uh, stand up at night aside, which is already enough you know, to just churn out these videos to, you know, feed the beast of the algorithm. The word structure is a little intimidating because there isn't one. <laughs> it's a lot of manic. I see one kid hovering in the kitchen. Let me catch him and do a video quickly. Okay. It's very much capturing real life moments of whatever it is that's going on. My kid is, he's in high school and needs to choose a class or my daughter needs to figure out what to do for the summer. Or if I'm having a conversation that I feel like I'm going to say something that might resonate with others, then now I just hit record and record it. There is nothing high tech about what I do. There's no written yeah. script. I mean, I am friends with a lot of influencers now. And I see them for a 30 second video. They have a three page script, like double oh space. I would die if I did all that. I'd be like, what? My social media is yeah. as real as, as it gets. Like when I'm fighting with my husband, sometimes the kids just turn the camera on just because <laughs> they know that somebody's going to find this funny. And it's a real fight. It's not manufactured at all. Like we're yelling at each other about whatever it is that's gotten us upset. Well, it sounds like it's pretty good natured in terms like it's no problems, Arna, feel free to post it. But is there moments where there, you know, if someone feels like you're crossing a line or they don't want that out there? I mean, sometimes they feel that and then I just block them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I but, feel oh, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't really overthink. The decision that I made at the top of the pandemic was that I'm going to put myself out there in a big way. And it was twofold. One was that if I didn't, nobody would ever find me because this, yeah. as you know, you and me, the comedy world and the systems in comedy are not built to support people like us, not me, no. not a mother, not a woman of a certain age, not a woman who is wearing a bindi and a kurta has an accent. 
So I made that decision very early on that I'm just going to put myself out there and let people decide. And then also I live in New York City and, you know, you're here. You remember the pandemic? We were the epicenter of the epicenter. Yes. So I was like, we're all going to die. What am I saving anything for? (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're like, we're one tweet away from drinking Lysol. (laughs) <laughs> like it is, it is over people <laughs> some people did drink Lysol so, and, I mean uh, I was yeah. one tweet away I was like maybe it is the answer I don't know during that time I kind of made the decision to have faith in the world around me and just nothing to lose yeah and really no other way I remember when I started comedy five years ago it was unheard of to put a joke out there. It was like, don't burn your material. Don't burn your right. material. You remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, no one is going to come and see me. No one's going to buy my tickets until they know what I'm going to talk about. I have no other way. Like, no one is going to think, oh, Zarna Gard sounds like a good name. I mean, even I know it's a messy name. I have a messy name too, my friend. To me, it was like, put it all out there and let's see where it goes. And that's really how it started. Talking about your life and being an immigrant obviously strongly informs what you're talking about. Do you feel like a sense of responsibility about what you have to put out there or an obligation to frame it in any certain way? No, I'm committed to being true to myself. I'm not going to frame it anyway, but I know the risks involved. Sometimes I do things that I know people are going to not like. But that's okay. That's a price I'm willing to pay for it. You know, like I recently posted photos of a visit that I had at the State Department with the Prime Minister of India. And I lost many, many followers over it. People were pissed off. And and like, you know, they threatened me with really funny things. They're like, you better not be political. I'm like, this channel is free. (laughs) (laughs) What are you? Do whatever you want. Are you under the impression that you're my boss? (laughs) Everything I'm doing here is free. So I'm committed to being 100% authentically who I am. And I feel strongly that my tribe will find me. And that Mm -hmm. whoever has a problem with whatever it is that I do, then maybe they're not my tribe. What do your kids think about your act? They love it. They're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) They're very smart kids. They understand the journey that I'm on, I don't think they doubt how I feel about them. And that's why all the jokes come from a place of like, every mother says crazy things, you know. Absolutely. It's okay to be human and and make fun and make light of situations. So they love it. Does the 11-year-old, because we're talking adolescence, preteen, hormones, very self-conscious potentially, does he care about how he is portrayed? I think because the older two are on board, he's on. Yeah. The bigger problem I have with my 11-year-old is that all his teachers follow my my accounts. <laughs> and I'm constant, I'm like, I'm such a bad mom. I'm like, for, forget the reading log. Nobody is telling the truth on the stupid reading log. And Agreed. I remember, do you know that reading log? Like, come on, oh, yeah. are you kidding? So I've never filled out one line, Zarna. We're all lying on it. Like, stop the insanity, please. Like, one, to, okay, how many pages? Are one to 76. Yeah, we read 76 <laughs> pages, sure. And what happens is that because I put all this out there, like, immediately the next day, is like, my teacher saw your video about the reading log. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the funny thing is that the teachers, even in the comments, will be like, we all know you're lying. I'm like, so what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we even trying with this? That's great. I what love that. What are we doing with this? Uh, uh, pineapples as a uh, okay. an actual pineapples, just so everybody knows, if you don't follow Zarna, which you will, of course, but the pineapples feature so prominently in all of your videos. What do they represent? Why are they there? You know, it's really crazy. As with everything else in my life, there was no deep thought behind it. I needed something <laughs> to do that would fill a minute. Like if I'm peeling a banana, we're not going to fill a minute. And we, if I'm like cutting an apple, I'm probably not, you know, the videos are usually shot in one minute increments. Yeah. And the pineapple felt interesting enough with enough room to like, if I need to edit and reshoot it, I have something to do with it. That's how it started. But people have like fallen in love with the pineapple. I myself love the pineapple and everything. Me it too. stands for. It's sweet. It's sour. And then the whole salt rubbing that I learned from some aunt of mine an island caribbean aunt of mine 25 years ago taught me that if you cut a pineapple you must rub it with salt it brings out the sweetness i don't even know if it's true but she <laughs> said it and i was like all right well she lives on an island they eat a lot of pineapples there so she must know yeah and, and now i do it all on video and people get all like caught up in it and they start doing it with I love it <laughs> what do you do with all these pineapples are you eating them all? Oh, I you mean, can't possibly eat all of them. Yeah, but I have a big family. I cut a pineapple, it's gone. In like two hours, somebody <laughs> ate it. Yeah, I have two boys. You know how my boys eat? Yeah, I know. It doesn't even sit on the counter more than an hour most times. <laughs> With what we're talking about, you should be writing a kid's book called The Reading Log Doesn't Matter, which will be good. <laughs> it could be something that they could read uh, to put in their reading log. Uh, so, you know, just to close us a out, one page book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to close us out, I was wondering if you would like to playing a game with me. Yeah, sure. I am going to describe a kid's book okay. uh, that is out there written by a celebrity author. And you just tell me if it's real, like this is actually something that exists or, you know, we just made it up. Okay. So here's your first one. The Christmas Princess by Mariah Carey. In this book, a character named Little Mariah spreads Christmas cheer in her neighborhood. I have to say this is false. How much she has cashed in on that song? She does not need that project. This has to be false. It's real. It is no, real. Although no. Mariah says that it's not autobiographical, but with the amount of money she brings off of All I Want for Christmas is You, I guess someone was like, we got to get a book. We got to get a book. I mean, when is enough is enough? God, if I had that song, I would be like, I'm so done for life. Like, just don't, don't even call me. I'm done with people. Let's, let's try another one. Let's see here. How about... Big Little Pies by Reese Witherspoon. This one's a mystery about a little girl named Mira and her missing baked goods. No, please say no. Okay. <laughs> no, this is false. I don't believe it. You're right. It's false. It's not oh, real. But, but Reese Witherspoon does have a line of children's books, though. She oh, does they not. Yes. This is why I'm telling you, you have to get on this, Zarna. Hers are called Busy Betty. A girl who's busy? I guess so. Busy that's Betty. Just book, that's the book. Oh my it's a god. line. It's a line oh of god. books. Oh my god. I should I should drop one lazy mommy. 
<laughs> Lazy Mommy would, you can do two versions. You can do one for kids and one not for kids. Well, here's the thing. Let's just do the version not for kids and give it to the kids because the kids version is so boring. No one wants to read it. <laughs> All right. Here's one last one. It's called Me, My Selfie, and I by Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's a cautionary tale about using phones too much. Wait, I do think she has a children's book, but is this it? Hmm. Hmm. Me, my selfie, and I. Pretty good name. It I'm just going to say. It could if, be something she would be against. Okay, <laughs> if, I'm going to say true. Yeah, that's real. She also has other kids' books, Zarna. She's got one called Tell Me Again About the Night I Was Born. Weird. She's got Today I Feel Silly. She's got I'm Going to Like Me and My Brave Year of Firsts. See, you could do this. How I'm easy is it going to be? I, you just made me realize everything that I've been leaving on the table and I'm going to fix it today. <laughs> By tonight, there will be a book. Okay. <laughs> By tonight. How... How hard could it be, really? Yeah. With all that spare time you have between doing stand-up, doing videos, doing meetings, writing, please also write a kid's book. I'm on it. <laughs> on it. Zarna, thank you so much. Obviously, everyone who is listening, you can go watch Zarna's brand new comedy special called One in a Billion. It is fantastic. Follow her on TikTok. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Not the best. You're the best. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. I would love to hear how your summer's going. Please, please let me know. Send us a voice memo. Just go to our website, parentingisajokepod.com, where there are instructions. Or you know what? Just record it on your phone and email it straight to us. You can send it to info at prettygoodfriends.com. And you know what? We'll probably feature it on our Substack, which is also Parenting is a Joke, new content all the time. Speaking of subscribing, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and pass it along to a friend. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke and on Twitter at Parenting Joke. If you're in Montreal, Canada, at the end of July, I'll be performing at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, July 26th through 29th. For details, you can go to ophiraeisenberg.com. Follow me everywhere at Ophira E. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adir Amram and The Experience. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 